From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'm going to get it. Because I, 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 been waiting all night. It's game time. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas. Here's Tom Barfield and Ward Whites. All right, welcome. It's a Friday. Welcome into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom, Ward, and Ryan, we're glad you're with us. Good morning, Ward Whites. Good morning. T-minus seven days, Ward Whites. Yes. And eight the, for me. For eight days for you. for you. But you can go to a game. I, I already, yeah. You've I, got plans, don't you? Yes, I do. There you go. Ryan, good morning. How are you? I'm doing good. Happy Friday. Yep, it is. It's uh, It's Friday, y'all. And uh, we're a week away. We're a week away from the uh, start of high school football. Oh, Man, boy. can you believe it? No. And uh, internally, a lot to get done. But you know what? We were just talking about it. It, it, I We stress over it, we've, it, getting everything together. But every year, it comes together. And we play the games, and we get started, and, and it's so much fun. Look forward to it. Uh you're knocking on wood. Is that what you're doing? Yes. Yeah. It'll come, I don't it, want it you to jinx us. It will. It'll all come together. You know what? They're not going to wait on us. They're going to no, play the not. games. <laughs> so get ready. Here we go. Uh, we Right here on ESPN Central Texas, we'll have Waco Lions football. Looking forward to that. Uh, down the hall on Fox Sports Central Texas, we'll have Temple Wildcats football. And next door on uh, 104.9 Star FM, we'll have university football. Mm-hmm. So we again the, the Wildcats will be Saturday Saturday noon noon. That would be a lot cooler at noon than one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that makes well. That's why they did it for hydration purposes. Stay cool. <laughs> I'm not sure the process on that. <laughs> Are there a bunch of games at the stadium that day? Is I, there two or three games. I I don't think so. Is this, let's play this game so we don't fall behind getting ready for week two? Is that, is that why we're playing at noon and not, and why are I, we playing, why aren't we playing on Friday night? Well, there is games on Friday night at that okay. stadium. Okay. There you go. Yeah. It's, it's the Texas High School Coaches Association kickoff classic. There you go. There's your answer. So there may or may not be games later, but here's the thing for, for you know, seriously, for Coach Stewart and his group, they play at noon, get through a three. You know, get get home. It it, it does create a a late short start in a short week, getting ready for week two. And, and so, what if you, you know it would really put them behind the eight ball if they played at six or seven o'clock at night? So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know that it makes that much difference. Well, I mean. I, I know guys are routine guys, and well, yeah, getting out it, of that routine yeah, drives I mean, them nuts. Look, that's. I don't think that – I think it's good that you're going to get an opportunity to play on a Saturday because if you have aspirations of getting to the playoffs, you're going to have to do that anyway. You're going to have to get on the bus and go somewhere on a Saturday for the playoffs. And so, you know, a lot of coaches in, in preseason, if they get that opportunity, they want to they go ahead and say, hey, we've done this. We've, we've been here. We've done this before. So that's one of the reasons that – you might look for a Saturday game early or, in the or season. Or a neutral site game. Or a neutral site game mm-hmm. early in the season. Mm-hmm. So 
I think it works, uh, but you're right. It does create a, a shortened week, but I don't think that it that is all that bad a thing, if if you know what I mean. I mean, yeah. it, it's no, you don't. Athletes and coaches do not like to get out of a routine nope. on any stretch of the imagination, but you also like to throw some things out there, like Coach Stewart. You know, he in the spring, you know, he. He takes his team and and feeds them somewhere, just like it's a road game before the spring game. So they have that been there, done that aspect. Nothing's and new. Nothing's new. You, you don't. You always want to try to surprise them in practice. You always want to try to you know get them into something that may come up down the road, whether it's a pregame meal, whether it's uh, hey we're gonna you know stop and practice somewhere or mm-hmm. you know. Different things. That little teams, walk through at yeah, somebody's place. Yeah. Teams like to do that. So it doesn't, it's not brand, like what you just mentioned. It's not brand new when, when it does come up. Ah, well, and that's what they're going to get out of it Saturday. Uh, Absolutely. And, and and some good competition. And yes. It's going to be a good game. Yes. So, uh, and a big stadium. Yep. I, I can't wait. We, we, we get rolling and uh, we get rolling this, uh, this weekend. So, uh, look forward to that, and of course, all of our coaches' shows. I, there's, there's over thirty. I, di- I didn't count thirty four. I believe thirty four coaches' shows that we're going to be doing between ESPN and our sister station Fox Sports. So we got all that, and those start I think on Wednesday, mm-hmm. getting you ready for the uh, start of the season. So uh, here we go, and then the following week we'll begin with our college football coverage of the Bears. So, I mean, it's it's here. It It is here. We've been talking about, well, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. Well, we've gotten here. I mean, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's te- you know, they, I think uh, most, I, th- I think most people scrimmage last night, but there are some today. There are some today. Yeah. I know of several that are tonight. Yeah. There was quite a few last night. If, if they got them all in. Yeah. Yeah. There was, yeah. And, and again, how funny there were storms uh, last night. Did you get rain? Yes. Did you get rain, Ryan? Plenty of it. Good for you. Don't we, say plenty. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's <laughs> no, no such, such thing, thing as plenty right now. Uh, not until we fill up our lakes and tanks and all that stuff. I, and I was telling you guys before we went on the air. Yeah, I got rain too. Not quite as much as everybody else. But when and we've gotten rain two days in a row, which is you know, hey, thank you, thank you. Uh, but when you look around, we're so dry. It doesn't even look like it's rained in, 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 after after everything clears out. So, we, we, yeah, we need a lot more, a lot more. But you're right, Ward. There was You can practice and you can do all that fun stuff in the rain, but you cannot do it when there's thunder and lightning. Mm-hmm. And we had some of that last night. Yes, night. we did. So I uh, hope everybody got their scrimmages in and, and got all their work done. Ryan and I were talking about it this morning, about how – and I want to talk to Greg Tepper a little bit about this as well – how everybody treats scrimmage is different. Some, and it's where your program is right now. Some people need some success in those scrimmages. They, they need to have some success. Some guys are, are trying to find players and, and tweak things and do things. And then some guys just treat it like a glorified practice. I mean, it means absolutely nothing other than it's a different color shirt. I mean, everybody treats scrimmages a little bit different based on where their program is. 
and what and what their needs out of that scrimmage are. And some don't don't feel like they need much of anything uh, other than to go play somebody different. And maybe as Ward was talking about practice and every coaches practice everything, practice that routine of traveling. Practice that routine of going through game day at home. Practice that routine of going through game day on the road. But the actual scrimmage, not that big a deal to them sometimes. And then for other guys, it's incredibly important. They're trying to build some confidence with their football team, their young football team or whatever the case may be. Everybody treats them different. That's why I like. I find them interesting. Uh, don't take a whole lot out of them, do you? I do. You do? Yeah, I, I do. I think it's an opportunity to find out you know, what the retention is on your team, uh, you know, especially I'm the, talking the about competing kids. with the other team. Yeah, and I want to see how they compete when the lights are turned on. It's it's a different animal. It's a whole lot different than practice is. So I want to see how they compete. Uh, I, I think it's it's imperative that you, you know, you have those situations. And that's why, you know, you go through the controlled part of the scrimmage where you have, you know, a certain amount of plays from – the 30, a certain amount of plays from the 20 and a certain amount of plays in the red zone. And you do some goal line and then you'd play a half. And then that's what a lot of teams have gone to, to get into that half. So you see how they react when the coaches are, are not completely surrounding them. And, and, you know, everybody's on the sidelines. You got to find out how they're going to retain it and how they're going to read and react. And I, I think they're very important. Uh, I've seen a lot this year where they played a 20 minute running clock mm-hmm. and that's what that was. Basically they had a practice against each other in down and distance situations mm-hmm. and then played a 20 minute, you know, see how many plays we can get in and play 20 minutes with, without the kicking game. I mean, so it, it, again, I think everybody treats it a little differently. Uh, let's let's dive into a couple of whoa, a couple of big stories since we last convened on this program. Deshaun Watson gets eleven game suspension. Everybody agrees on it. Five million dollars. He's got to go through some rehab, and then he'll be a- eligible to play. I believe in early December against his former team, the Houston Texans. So that's that's out there. And the Big Ten did their TV deal and announced their TV deal. And was it ever a deal for the Big Ten? Some say seven, some say eight. It's a lot of money. Whatever it is, seven or eight, it is a lot of money. We'll talk about that coming up in a couple of minutes. Uh, Nate Dickinson from uh, Locked on Big Ten is going to be here uh, to talk to us about that. Greg Tepper is going to talk some high school football, as we mentioned, uh, one week away. And uh, Kyle Yeomans. Kyle is going to join us. From Los Angeles, where the Cowboys play the Chargers. And Kyle's going to be not on the sideline tonight. Ward, he's going to be in the booth. Tomorrow. Oh, that's right. Tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow. Saturday night. Uh, and we'll have the radio broadcast with Babe and uh, and uh, That'd be Brad. Brad. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, there's a blank. Brad Sham, the voice of the Cowboys, <laughs> and Babe Loffenberg will have the call, and Christy Scales as well. Uh, and we'll have it for you right here on ESPN Central Texas. It's a late kick. Nine o'clock. Yeah, seven o'clock on the on the left coast. So a late kick. Uh, our coverage begins Saturday night 
at 8 o'clock right here on ESPN Central Texas tomorrow night, Saturday night, against the Los Angeles Chargers. Is that still strange for me to say, by the way? The oh, Los yeah, Angeles Chargers. San it's San Diego. Come on, man. It's lightning bolts. Mm-hmm. Go ask LaDainian Tomlinson if they're the Los Angeles Chargers. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I don't think he would like that. No, probably not. All right. Uh, Andrew Barry, the general manager of the Cleveland Browns, was asked, if you knew what you know today, would you have still proceeded with the Deshaun Watson deal? You made the trade back in March or whenever it was, March, April. Uh, you, you both said, we vetted this guy, we investigated, we looked at everything about him, we liked what he, he is as a human being. Since that time, so much more came out, other lawsuits, other accusations. Would you make the same deal today, and if so, why? Yeah, I'll take that one. Yes, we would. And we mentioned at the time that um, you know our process was thorough. We felt like we made an informed decision. Um, understand why others may not have made the same decision that, that we did. Um, but we do believe that Deshaun has strong, positive qualities. And we do think that... Um, you know, he's done everything in his power to integrate himself with our team, done everything that we've asked. And we do believe that um, as he goes through the self-improvement and self-growth process, that he has the opportunity to make a strong and positive contribution to our team and our organization. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Did you expect any other answer than that? No. Was the general manager of the Cleveland Browns going to stand at a podium or wherever he was on the practice field and go, nope, we messed that one up really, really bad. Wish we wouldn't have did this deal. This guy is a bad apple. We don't want him on our team. No, they can't do that. They They've can't. got too much invested. It's exactly right. So, I mean, I guess you got to ask the question, but I, I just thought, wow, really? Really? You're, you're asking they, that look, question? They rolled the dice. Whether they want to admit it or not, they rolled the dice. Well, sure they did. And they lost. They did, uh, particularly this year. I mean, 11 games, $5 million is what he's getting. He's, and then he's got to go to some counseling. And, well, uh, and look at the negative pub that the Cleveland Browns have, have received. I still stand behind what I've said all along. Cleveland's where quarterbacks go to die, and I think Deshaun Watson's going to wither away there. Well, the uh, process won't start. The withering won't start until early December after he serves an 11-game suspension. And, uh, but in the other thing for me that I took out of this was Deshaun Watson, after all this, after the dust had settled his insistence that he did nothing wrong. Now I'm sitting there thinking, okay, he settled with over 20 people. He's serving an 11 game suspension. He's been fined $5 million. He's got to go to counseling. He has sat out over a year already. And he's done nothing wrong. He's done something wrong. It may not have, he may not have violated the law to where the Harris County DA can can prosecute. But do you start handing out checks left and right? And do you start missing game checks left and right if you've done nothing wrong? I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't think so either. So again, what I think if you don't want to apologize, and clearly he doesn't. Just simply say, hey, I've already addressed this, and and move on. But he insists on proclaiming his innocence. And the more he does that, the more conversations continue about 
this this situation. And, you know, from a football standpoint and from a work standpoint, he's Ward, it's going to be close to two years before he's been on a football field uh, in a regular season game. That doesn't happen if you haven't done anything wrong. Just doesn't. All right, 7.15. We're 15 minutes after 7 o'clock. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Tom, Ward, and Ryan, we're glad you're with us. Let's let's find out if there's any more of the wet stuff coming. Let's get a check on the weather forecast this morning. The weather this hour is brought to you by Alliance Bank. Alliance Bank Central Texas is independently owned and has been helping families and businesses in Central Texas meet their financial needs since 2007. 30% chance of showers and thunderstorms throughout the afternoon, mostly cloudy. Highs near 91, light and variable winds out of the southeast, 5 to 10 miles per hour. There's a 10% chance of those showers and thunderstorms hanging around this evening, mostly cloudy. Lows down around 76 with the south winds just around 5 miles per hour tonight. Recently on Game Time. Blake Belton High School, head coach Brian Cope. We actually get to go against uh, somebody else for the first time since November of last year. Uh, man, we're really, really excited about the opportunity that, that awaits us uh, tonight, but also this year as well, trying to, to take care of what you can control. We're just going to uh, find a way this year to try to give our kids the very best experience possible. Game time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Hey, Baylor fans, looking for a place to stay for the next home game? Camp Fempo Waco is a brand new camping resort located just five miles from McLean Stadium. Bring your RV or book a cabin at Camp Fempo and enjoy on-site amenities like their pool, swim-up bar, water playground, mini golf, and more. To learn more and book your stay, visit CampFempo.com. That's CampFempo.com. We first opened the doors of Jeff Hunter Toyota in 1990 and have become the premier Toyota dealership in Waco. We offer a full selection of new Toyota models, have a vast inventory of pre-owned vehicles. There's a state-of-the-art service and body shop with factory-trained technicians and a full-line parts department. Stop by and see Kyle Tumlinson or any of our team members for a great car at a fair price. Shop Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality. Waco values. There's no better place to watch the big game than Coach's Barbecue Smokehouse. And they're here to help with some money-saving deals. $3 off nachos on Mondays, $3.50 single tacos on Tuesday, discounted bone-in and boneless wings on Wednesdays, $2.50 domestics on Thursday, Thursday, and $7 burgers and barbecue sandwiches on Friday. Plus, there's live music on Wednesdays. Come join in the fun. Coach's Barbecue Smokehouse, 330 Austin Avenue, downtown Waco. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond has Waco's largest selection of President Donald Trump merchandise items. If you're looking for Trump caps, T-shirts, flags, placards, and more, Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond is the place to go. And while you're there, check out their large selection of saddles, tack, guns, ammo, western furniture, and gift items such as metal art and home decor. It's the world's greatest western store. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you need a tire change, 
you've locked yourself out of your vehicle, or you're stuck in the mud. Remember, Big Boys Record Service can help with heavy hauls as well. No job too big or too small, they do it all. In business since 1983, Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. Elevate your career with a new job at Versalift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. Versalift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. Nobody covers football in Central Texas like ESPN Central Texas. Seven twenty. Welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. We'll, we're going to dive into it real deep uh, coming up in a few minutes. But I did want to get. Get some initial thoughts and reactions. Ward, when you saw the Big Ten deal, what did you think? What was your initial thoughts and reaction? Wow. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and it's not just one network. In fact, it's not just two networks. It, there's 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 a package for Fox, which is that that high big noon. I start to say high noon. <laughs> that big noon thing, which is actually eleven o'clock for us Central Time, but it's called you know, the big noon, and then they're going to be slotted where the SEC was for all those years on CBS at the 2.30 window, and then they're going to get prime time out of NBC. And don't forget Ward's favorite, the streaming package with Peacock. There will be several games, both non-conference and conference games, that will be available on Peacock only. And several games that will be on both NBC and Peacock. Good thing I don't care about the Big Ten. (laughs) Just, I'm curious, is this going to be kind of become the template for other networks that are uh, probably in the um, in the rights business? I still feel like the the high marquee games will not be on streaming. Oh, I agree. At at this at this point juncture, totally agree. No, I no. It's it's not going to be. You're, they're not going to play a conference. You know, a game that has conference championship implications on a streaming platform. Not only. yet. No, not yet. But I, I, I wouldn't surprise me if it's coming. And, and I, I kind of sense, Ryan. I don't know if you picked up on this, but I kind of sense that Ward is regrettingly agreeing that that's. Oh, I I don't. I never disagreed with the fact. I just. You weren't going to buy it. I'm not buying it. You're still not buying it. No, no. If you're there's plenty of other things I can watch. If you're Texas Tech Red Raiders, I'll have to miss it or either go to Lubbock. <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're telling me? So you you have a high school game on Friday night, Saturday. Tech has to win to get into the conference championship game, and it's on ESPN Plus. Well, one, I'll be doing UMHB anyway, so that'll give me an out. <laughs> he's, he's skating hard. <laughs> and two, no, I wouldn't pay for it. I would I would get in the car, and, and if I wanted to see it that bad, go see it live. 
Now, I just I, just for clarification, you're willing to spend a ton more money to drive out there to watch yes, the game than absolutely. to spend five ninety nine or whatever it is. To... Absolutely, I am. All right, I just I just wanted to get clarification there. Uh, and you know, one of the things that we we I was talking to Ryan about this morning. Ryan's uh, slightly younger than you and I. It's the after this season then the Big Ten and the ESPN will no longer have a relationship. That was 40 years that ESPN had televised Big Ten sporting events. 40 years. Now, you and I can remember the day when there was no ESPN, or we would say, what is that? You know, mm-hmm. Or you'd see, as I told Ryan, uh, after the game was over on one of the networks, you'd, you'd see ESPN pop on and do post-game interviews and things like that. There was no live play-by-play. Well, the only thing you watched on ESPN back in the day was SportsCenter. Yeah. Well, they it, didn't. They didn't carry a lot of games. No, they didn't have. They didn't have the the rights to to a lot of games. And and you know they would be there would be you know the the big guys pushing the Volkswagens around. I mean they had that kind of stuff. And and then they had some some stuff that you know that nobody else wanted. They were just trying to fill the windows. And then it evolved into what it is today, which is you know the premier sports programming company in the world. Well, how many generations? have grown up and that's all they've known is ESPN. I mean, it's been around his entire life. Mm-hmm. There's it, but for you and I, we can remember the days where it, it, there was no ESPN. No. And, absolutely wasn't. And then when then when they you know again, I told it, it Ryan wasn't until cable TV dropped. Yeah. Uh and, and then ESPN it came on. didn't appear until cable TV got here. Right. And that was, you know, in the late 70s early 80s right we were talking about it what 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 was the initial espn programming well the, a guy bought time on a satellite so he they could see you know connecticut sporting events when they were across the country and they couldn't go to the games live and they so that that was how it began i mean i i told ron i said look it up and and, and what did you find it was in 1979 and it was U uconn sporting events yes and that, and that and that's why it's located in Bristol, Connecticut. But that's how it began. And then it has evolved, but you know, for many generations they've that's all they've known is hey, if you want sports, you know, flip on ESPN. And they, you know, so a 40-year relationship and back in the day when ESPN really got rolling, it was it wasn't about the games. As much. It was about the reporting. It was about Sports Center. I mean, everybody stopped down for Sports Center. Sure, you do. You know, and you wanted to see the highlights because they covered everybody. Right. You could, you know, and, and I remember gathering. In 30 minutes. Yeah. And I remember gathering on Saturday nights after games, you know, wherever we might be. And Sports Center came on. Well, it was on the big screen wherever we might be. And everybody gathered around to see, hey, did we make a highlight? And, and, it, and it was great talent doing it. I mean, it was Chris, outstanding talent. It was Chris Berman. It, it was it was Dan Patrick and Keith Oberman together. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was Stuart Scott. Uh, you know, in the there was some tremendous talent that rolled through there and sat at that desk. 
Now I'm not even sure they use a desk. Uh, you know, they have people standing up and, well, I mean, anyway. I hadn't watched SportsCenter in so long. That's exactly I, right, because now you have it, something in your hand. If you want something instantly, you can go yeah, get the it's, highlights. and It's yeah. it's not must-watch TV no, like it was back no, then. Not, no, it's back not. Back then, SportsCenter was must-watch TV. And the people who were, who were packaging the highlights were incredibly talented. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it was... It was 30 minutes of really it was cool television. Yeah, it was. It, it was, was entertaining. It was 30 minutes Nowadays, of really cool it's not, TV. You know, and I've caught it a couple of times, and it's, it's not as entertaining. It's, you know, mm-hmm. let the highlights do the talking for you. It's not, a, it's not an entertainment show the way it was back then. Back um, then, it was greatness. I'm trying to think. Who's, who's my guy now late night? Uh, basically oh, by uh, himself. Scott Van Pelt. Scott Van Pelt. He does a pretty good job. He does, but it's uh, but not, he's basically it's not the, the same. No, and he's basically a one man band because all the other sports centers is just talking heads. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, uh, several years ago, it was it was entertaining, and it was some of the premier people in the industry today were doing sports center fifteen twenty years ago. And again, I just mentioned Dan Patrick uh, as one. So anyway, all right. Seven twenty-eight. We're uh, twenty-eight after seven. We're going to talk more about this deal, uh, and we're going to do that with uh, Nate Dickinson from uh, the uh, podcast Locked On Big Ten. We'll do that in a couple of minutes. But right now, let's get a check on what's happening with the uh, the Cowboys in Los Angeles. Christy Scales has got today's Cowboy Report, brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC. You can check him out at richardcar.com. Everyone with the Cowboys training camp report. I'm Christy Scales. Two rookies make big plays to finish the Cowboys Chargers joint practices on a high note. Details after this. Join Dallas Cowboys United, presented by Globe Life, to gain access to the ultimate experience at Dallas Cowboys training camp at the Star in Frisco on August 23rd and 24th. Choose from preferred, premier, or elite memberships to enjoy early entry, exclusive benefits, VIP access, and more. Get ready for the 2022 season with memberships starting at just $20. Visit DallasCowboys.com backslash United to learn more and join the official fan club of the Dallas Cowboys today. Becky Hammond on being the first woman to coach in the NBA. What if it's no big deal that I'm a woman? What if it's about striving for excellence and being the best me without the label? It's not about where others say you should be. It's about where you want to go. It's about a financial services company that focuses on your measures of success. Whether it's for your home or business, we offer personalized service and expert advice to help you achieve your unique goals. Visit SWBC.com for financial services without the labels. Rookies made big plays to wrap up the Cowboys' two joint practices with the Chargers. Dennis Houston caught a Hail Mary touchdown from Dak on one practice field just moments after the Cowboys' defense wrapped up its work with rookie corner Deron Bland intercepting a pass in the end zone. All-Pro Trayvon Diggs says Bland has been a bright spot all of camp. He's been amazing throughout camp. Now I just see that everything is starting to slow down for him, and he can just play and make plays, you know. He got all the talent in the world. You know, he don't say too much. He don't talk a lot. It's just hard working, you know, and just really want to do the right thing and showing on the practice field and making plays. Today there are team meetings and a final walkthrough to prepare for tomorrow night's kickoff at SoFi Stadium. It's the Cowboys and Chargers Saturday night, 9 p.m. Central. With the boys in California, I'm Christy Scales. This is Scott Davis, owner of Universal Windows. With inflation driving material costs through the roof and interest rates rising, don't put off replacing those old inefficient windows. Take advantage of our 0% interest for up to six years. Save the equity in your home. Save your cash. Call today, 254-301-7760, and you too will be saved. I love my windows. 
There's two ways to go to a four-year university. One is to start at Central Texas College, enjoy mom and dad's home-cooked meals for two years, save thousands at the most affordable college in the region, and transfer to a university with more money in your pocket. The other way is expensive. So go to option one at ctcd.edu. Central Texas College, for students of the real world. CTC classes in Colleen, Fort Hood, and online start August 22nd. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. The college football playoff board of managers have discussed the possibility of operating outside the scope of the NCAA in favor of a format guided by the college football playoff. The NFL and its Players Association have agreed on a settlement concerning punishment for Deshaun Watson. The Browns quarterback has been suspended for 11 games and fined $5 million. The Rangers have won the season series against Oakland with a 10-3 victory. Texas now heads to Minnesota for four games against the Twins. You can hear tonight's game on ESPN Central Texas. The Astros blasted the White Sox 21-5. Houston starts a three-game series in Atlanta tonight. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Your first word in sports. Game time, weekdays 7 to 9 on ESPN Central Texas. All right, 7:33. Welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. Drive safely if you're uh, on your way to work this morning and be careful. Especially careful in and around our school zones this morning as the uh, kiddos are headed to class on this uh, Friday morning. All right. Uh, I don't know if you guys caught this, but the Big Ten's done a TV deal. Well, a media rights deal, if you will. Uh, and uh, there's a lot of money on the table. And we welcome into the program Nate Dickinson from the uh, podcast Locked on Big Ten. Nate, good morning. How are you? Hey, doing well. Thanks for having me. Hey, we appreciate your time. Uh, w- when. When you saw this 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 deal come down, what was your uh, original and initial thoughts on on this? Besides, wow, that's a lot of money. Uh, not, not surprising. Uh, we knew this was going to be. I mean, there was really no limit as to what the number could actually be. Ends up being between seven and eight billion dollars over the seven years. So, um, initial thoughts: it's good for the Big Ten. They get what they wanted as far as a game in each of those windows throughout the Saturday, getting the noon game on Fox, middle of the day game on CBS, primetime game on NBC. So doing that is huge just for, I mean, aesthetic in the Big Ten, getting the exposure and all that kind of stuff. But as far as the money goes, I'm really just interested now most in seeing like just how far out does this impact go? I mean, we saw Uh, about a month ago, maybe it was, Oregon's just president of the university, Mike Schill, left for the Northwestern job, the same school, or the same position. He's not something I think would have happened a year year ago, a guy at Oregon leaving for that Northwestern job at the same spot. So when you see stuff like that happening, it really just, for me, kind of raises the question of like, okay, we have the obvious stuff of what it means for exposure, how it could help recruiting, how the money obviously helps these athletic departments. But it goes, it seems, even further than that. And I think I'm wondering how aggressive does the Big Ten get 
just across all positions in all these schools, really, and trying to get everybody they can that's the best of the best because it seems like they can right now with the money that they're getting. For the time being, does this thing make the Big Ten the most powerful conference? Absolutely. No doubt about it. I mean, at least for this couple of year window until the SEC negotiates their media rights deal as well, the Big Ten has the advantage, which is why I think you have to be aggressive about whatever you're going to do next right now. If that's bringing in more schools like, say, maybe in Oregon or and trying to get to teams before the SEC does or, again, front office jobs or even head coaching jobs and things like that, these next few years are going to be huge for the Big Ten to try and get an advantage on the field, in the front offices, and really throughout the entire sport. Do you think that the way this thing is 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 positioned with, as you mentioned, Fox getting the, the big noon situation and, and CBS in that uh, mid-afternoon 3.30 window and then uh, NBC in primetime, do you think this has become maybe the template for for other conferences in their negotiations? That's a really good question because, I mean, well, first off, you only have so many time slots and so many games that you can air. So the question becomes what goes where when these rights deals go up again. I think this is another area where the Big Ten won. I mean, you got the three big networks, CBS, Fox, and NBC, ESPN, ABC out of the deal, which is huge. But, I mean, they didn't want to take what was, by all reports, on their end, a low ball offer compared to what they had been getting before. So they didn't, they decided to go elsewhere, but the big 10 gets three big major networks under the deal. I don't know if anybody else will be able to pull that off. They were the first one to the table. They got a whole bunch of money. The sec, I think can still get more, but at the moment, I think it's a template that everybody wants, but I don't know if everybody's going to be able to get it in the way that the big 10 did. You mentioned recruiting a few minutes ago. What does this do overall for recruiting for those schools in the Big Ten? I think it's huge. It turns things into a nationwide conference for the first time. We saw realignment previously. I mean, even the Oklahoma and Texas moves, those are still somewhat regionally in the SEC. The Big Ten just decided there's no more rules as far as what schools are going to add and what everything means. As far as the media rights side of it goes, I mean, obviously, it's the most money that anybody's ever been put into college sports. Uh, I mean, this Big Ten now has a media rights deal that's not only double what any other college conference is, it's a few hundred million dollars bigger than the NHL's media rights deal. That's twice as many teams placed strategically in TV markets that are getting beat out by Madison, Wisconsin, Columbus, Ohio, Lincoln, Nebraska. So when you look at it like that, I mean, the possibilities are endless as far as what the advantages could be directly. I mean, we, we talk on the podcast to like guys, uh, John Garcia is the director of recruiting over at Sports Illustrated. He said he's already hearing from guys who are like being, this is exciting for us for exposure possibility. And I mean, even if you're a California recruit going at looking at USC or UCLA, you're thinking about, okay, I get to play across the entire country on every single major TV network. And while, yes, maybe I have to go across the country to do it during football season, I do think that's even a little bit overblown because, to be quite honest, you're doing it, what, maybe five, six times every other week during that football season. You're not that far away from home a lot of the time. But as far as the money goes, I mean, the money's the money. It's going to help out in a whole lot of ways. And for recruits, it has to be just that much more appealing 
to be able to say, one, we have the best of the best. That's public and proven now. And also, we're going to be able to give you the best opportunities to play in front of people and with the best competition in college sports. Visiting with uh, Nate Dick Dickinson from the uh, podcast Locked on Big Ten. And Nate, one of the other pieces to to the pie is the uh, the streaming with Peacock. Four conference and four non-conference games are uh, going to be part of that package. Yes, it's very interesting to try and figure out uh, how the fans react to that. Because when the news broke that ESPN wasn't going to be a part of this, the first thing that came to my mind was beyond just the big stuff. And again, you get those games on Peacock too, which will be weird. I mean, ESPN had been the leaning point for, I mean, the Big Ten is the best volleyball school in the country. It's the best wrestling school in the country. It's the best swimming school in the country, really good softball conference. There's a lot of really good sports here. So I'm still interested to figure out what happens to all of those games, all those sports that just moved to big 10 plus. Has that become a streaming only option, which it kind of was before with ESPN, but people were also kind of used to being able to just with the ESPN package, they got go online and watch a lot of big 10 sports. So as far as Peacock goes, having football games on there, I think we'll get some backlash for sure, because there's still a lot of fans in big 10 country that don't really understand how all that works. But I'm more interested to see in those smaller sports as well, what happens to all of those games and where do all those things go? I guess to get back to what you're asking, it's going to be a, it's going to be kind of a mess at first, I'm sure, because there's a lot of different places now people have to go instead of one of the two channels they were used to before, either Fox or an ESPN network. But people will get used to it. They always have. I'm not too worried about it. And obviously the Big Ten isn't either. What happens to the Big Ten Network as far as as now that this is all going to be on other platforms? Is the Big Ten Network going to survive? Is it going to hang around and, and be a part of this package deal? Or is that something that's going to just maybe fizzle out in the long run? Uh, well, the network won't go anywhere. The network's still 60-something percent owned by Fox, and Fox has 50 percent still of this total media deal. So I believe the total number of big 10 games that's going on the big 10 network I read is actually going to go up by about 10 games when this starts. So again, I think that would be probably the number one destination to where all of these, a lot of non-revenue sports end up going is big 10 network and then big 10 plus, which is their 10 or $15 a month, depending on what you want to watch subscription service. But as far as Big Ten Network, again, they're owned by Fox, so they have that safety. And because of that, I don't think Big Ten Network's going to be going anywhere. If that wasn't the case, I think that would be real possibility, if not a reality, very soon. But they've got that kind of safety net. I, I know it's it's fresh. It's uh, less than twenty four hours. Uh, but what are the what are the execs within the conference saying about this this package? It's all positive. Everybody loves it. More money is better. Uh, I mean, it's obviously something that they've already been using in leveraging and, as we mentioned, recruiting talks and what exactly this means for the entire program. But, uh, of course, everybody's happy. Everyone in the Big Ten's happy. President Notre Dame was on a conference call and said that he's happy with it, too, because that means that they can make more money in their deal with NBC. So at the moment, it's all positives from this side of things. I mean, even I would say like the SEC who's losing out, they're looking out at this deal right now and saying, okay, 
when we get to the table, whenever that is, we're going to have a huge, huge payday coming our way. So as far as, I mean, mood going forward, everybody loves it. Everybody's saying good things as they should be. When you look at these schools, there's some high-profile schools in the Big Ten. There's no doubt about it. But there's also some schools that they're not so high-profile. Does this help them not only get the high-profile, but also help them go out and attract higher-profile coaches for some of these schools like Rutgers and Illinois, uh, maybe even Indiana, have those high-profile coaches wanting to be – a part of this conference now just because of this TV deal and the exposure they can gain from that. Absolutely. I think, as we mentioned before, the the Oregon president took the same job at Northwestern. That's not something that happens a year ago or even a month ago, I don't think. When you look at what these small struggling schools have really, really struggled to do, it is a lot of the stuff that this money is going to be able to help with. And as I mentioned, I think it really does extend all the way off the field up through coaching ranks and then all the way up to the front of athletic departments, too, just how big of an impact this money coming in can have. So as far as bringing in the people, yes, it should be able to help out those small schools just as much, if not more, than the Ohio States and the Michigans out there. Because to be quite honest, the Ohio States and Michigans already had the advantages. Now, on the flip side, If those schools then can't keep up, there's going to be a point when the clock starts ticking, because right now we're only talking about expansion, but there's going to become a certain point when the Midkid keeps adding teams, and then people are going to start asking, well, if we're splitting up all this money, why are we keeping Rutgers in Nebraska when, or not Nebraska, Rutgers in Maryland, when they haven't been able to keep up on the football field and hold their own? Right now, it's all sorts of all the money to spread around wherever you want. And again, everybody's happy at the moment, but we are, as you mentioned, less than 24 hours in. So what happens five years from now when USC and UCLA are both in this conference and their additions seem obvious. And when you look over at Rutgers and Maryland, they're still struggling. If they don't pick it up, there's going to be a point where some team may have to get cut here. And that's way, 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 way down the road. But if I'm looking at where it is right now, that's like the first point, I guess, of worry. If I'm a person at, again, Rutgers, Maryland, really those are the two schools I'm talking about from when the Big Ten expanded before. And they really just have not been able to keep up and get to the Big Ten level. The idea was that it would be brought in and the conference would be able to lift them up to a point where they could get competitive. It really has not happened yet. Hopefully this money does it, but if it does not do it, I think there could be a point where the Big Ten is getting up to 20 and 20 plus schools. And then there's some schools who are looking around and saying, why are we letting these two random East Coast teams take all of our money and not pull their weight? We've we've talked about the the big networks and, and the package in 2023 moving forward. What happened, Nate, with the relationship between the Big Ten and and, and Disney? Uh, Forty years, no ABC and, and ESPN. What, did something happen between the conference and the network, or was this just a financial decision on the part of these two entities? Uh, there's part of it that ESPN, I believe, thinks it was a lowball offer that they got. Uh, the ESPN portion of the deal that was offered to them. I believe it was $370 million over seven years 
for what was going to be a smaller share of marquee games than what ESPN gets right now. And if I'm on the ESPN side, I completely understand why you turn that down and go elsewhere, not because you don't want those games or even because you think it's a bad, bad deal, but because ESPN has quite a bit of sports to try and get the rights to, and it still wants to be a part of. So if it wants to try and go into other ventures, there's other events coming up, World Cups and things like that, that they can try and get bids for. Maybe they just thought that that wasn't where the money went. But to be fair to the Big Ten, that's what the market demanded. And I think the Big Ten also may have very much wanted to get on major networks. I don't know if it wanted to completely split off with ESPN, but I think the conference was at a point where it was okay with leaving. And I think ESPN was at a point where they didn't believe they were getting a fair enough deal for what the price tag was, whether the price tag was whatever the market demanded or not. I think I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask anyway, Nate, what are you working on for the podcast? A whole lot of this coming out today, a whole lot of conversation on exactly this thing. Uh, I mean, it'll be for today's show, a whole lot of what we've talked about here right now, but that's what's great about Locked On Big Tech. Every single weekday, we'll be back with another one Monday, too. Hey, Nate, we appreciate your time. Thanks so much for the insight, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll visit with you soon. Thank you. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks for having me on. Have a great day. Nate Dickinson from the uh, podcast Locked On Big Ten. Good stuff. 748, we're a dozen minutes now away from 8 o'clock. Drive safely if you're on your way to work. We are brought to you this morning in part by Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Got that new location. Uh, they're thinking probably about 30 days, somewhere in that neighborhood. They'll be ready to rock and roll out on Loop 340 next to Busby P. But right now, they continue to serve you with that location at 913 South Loop Drive in Orchard Lane and also down in Bryan. Open Monday through Friday, 730 until 5, Saturdays 8 until noon. And, of course, you can check them out 24-7 at PioneerBoys.com. They, uh, they've got a uh, – they've got – I mean, look, it's – they've been serving Central Texas since 1943. Family-owned and operated. So that's four generations of the Emory's that have been taking care of Central Texans. At Pioneer Steel and Pipe, they built the reputation one customer at a time. They offer the best in custom metal buildings, residential metal roofing. They've got garage and carport covers. They've got angle iron. They've got uh, uh, hay and equipment barns. Uh, you name it, they've got it for you. They also carry all sizes of pipe from one-half inch up to 24 inches. And, man, they've got... Um, They've got uh, all the information you need to help get started building a metal building or a barn dominium. If you're looking for a contractor, they can help you do that. It's 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 a complete place. I mean, it, it's that simple. And we were talking about them yesterday and just the, the great service that they provide. And, you know, look, the Emory's have been a part of this community and are a part of this community uh, and have been for over 40 years. And they just... I mean, you know, the things that they do behind the scenes to help people uh, is unbelievable. I mean, it's just a great family with a great company, and you're going to love doing business with Pioneer Steel and Pipe. What a year for Baylor Athletics. Here's the play, fourth down and goal from the one. Hand up, run and left, trying to get to the corner. He didn't get there. He didn't get there. He stopped short of the goal line. There's hold the Cowboys out of the end zone. That was Desmond Jackson with the dive for the pylon. Jaron McVay kept him out. From the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas.
Mike Terry Auto Group is proud to serve Central Texas with the best deals on new and used cars, auto service, and community involvement. With over seven brands of vehicles, you're sure to find your new ride from Mike Terry Auto Group. Check out their Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram dealership in Hillsboro and the Chevy Buick GMC dealership in Mahia. At any Mike Terry dealership, they will pay over the price of Kelly Blue Book for your trade-in and accept all creditors. Check out their website at mterryautogroup.com to see the value of your trade-in and browse their inventory. Head over to Mike Terry Auto Dealership today and find someone you can trust. Drive it forward with the First Central Credit Union Auto Loan this summer. First Central will donate to your local Boys and Girls Club when you refinance or get a new or used auto loan. You save and every auto loan activates a donation to be given to your area after school programs. Plus, you get to keep your cash. No payments for 90 days. It is money for kids and a new ride for you. Visit FirstCentralCU.com today for details and apply online. Everything we do, we do for you. Member NCUA. Saturday night, it's your Cowboys and the L.A. Chargers. Live from SoFi Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery, call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107 or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. When you do whatever it takes to get the job done, they say you're on it. At ASCO Equipment, they work hard to get the job done and get it done right. They partnered with Doosan Forklifts because they get the job done too. Doosan builds cushion, electric, and pneumatic forklifts you buy and rent at ASCO Equipment. And they service and support it. Quality forklifts that get the job done. ASCO Equipment, they're on it, whatever it is. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. The College Football Playoff Board of Managers have discussed the possibility of operating outside the scope of the NCAA in favor of a format guided by the College Football Playoff. The NFL and its Players Association have agreed on a settlement concerning punishment for Deshaun Watson. The Browns quarterback has been suspended for 11 games and fined $5 million. The Rangers have won the season series against Oakland with a 10-3 victory. Texas now heads to Minnesota for four games against the Twins. You can hear tonight's game on ESPN Central Texas. The Astros blasted the White Sox 21-5. Houston starts a three-game series in Atlanta tonight. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. Seven fifty-four. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. John's coming up in just a couple of minutes with our Big Twelve preview. We'll get to that in just a couple of minutes. Bears continue their preparation for the season opener against Albany, and one of the interesting races, if you will, Ward, is that running back who's going to end up uh, out of that running back room as the starter. I think there's two or three that certainly are going to get an opportunity to, to play particularly early. And, and uh, you know, we're talking about Squirrel. We're talking about Tay, 
Tate uh, Williams and and uh, McWilliams and uh, and in Josh Fleeks even. I mean, so uh, they've got some guys in the in the Baylor running back room that will get an opportunity. Yesterday, Tay McWilliams meeting with the uh, with the media and was asked about the opportunity to to be the starting running back. Well, right now I'm not even worried about that. I'm just trying to get buried in the process and work hard to be the best running back possible. You know, me and the guys in that room, we just been very deep watching film, going over our plays and just trying to go on a steady incline up. And, you know, that's <laughs> that's a politically correct answer, I guess. I mean, everybody wants and, – and look, I, I agree. When you have great teammates, you always pull for each other. But at the end of the day, you want to be on the football field. That's why you play the game. You want to play. Uh, it, it, you you want to be the guy. Uh, but it is kind of cool to see that everybody pulls for each other. But well, that, when you're on a good team, that's what happens. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. That the the and you cannot manufacture chemistry. Either you have it or you don't. And I think that's one of those X factors that people don't pay attention to because you can't coach it, you can't create it, you can't force it. But man, when you have it. It certainly benefits your team, and I don't care what sport it is. It could be softball, it could be football, it could be you know the checkers team. If you've got chemistry, uh, you've got you've got that X factor that a lot of teams don't have. The checkers team? Oh, you 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 haven't <laughs> you haven't been on that team? You haven't I, seen that team? No, I haven't. Oh, they're good. I haven't really thought about chemistry with that. No, they're they're really good, man. Uh, no, I get it. You, look, you you've got to have that. You've got to have the camaraderie. You got to, and that's why so many teams do the team building skills outside of football because of they're trying to create that chemistry. They're trying to create that brotherhood that they have to have, and you know you want them to be able to lock arms and go to battle. He was asked about running behind that quality offensive line the Bears have. Way easier. It makes life super easy. You ain't got to worry about a lot of things that you usually have to worry about. That is Tay McWilliams, 6'1", 213, a junior two-year letter man. <laughs> he said it makes it way easy when you run behind that group. Uh, I could see that. I mean, I, I, I get that. That's that's pretty cool. All right, 757. Coming up at the top of the hour, we're going to uh, talk with Greg Tepper from Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. But right now, John Morris with our Big 12 preview. It's time for the Spectrum Big 12 Football Preview. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, wrapping up our series of Big 12 football previews today and ending close to where we started, we'll let you hear from new Big 12 Commissioner Brett Yormark, scheduled to make his first trip to Waco to visit the Baylor campus next Thursday. That's straight ahead on today's Spectrum Big 12 football preview. Hi, Kyle Citrano here with George's Restaurant, Bar, and Catering to tell you about what's new this season. Come enjoy one of our brand new Big O cocktails and try some of our new items like avocado toast, Italian nachos, and shrimp and grits. You can watch the game on our 200-inch Big O screens at either location. Check out our new menus and party package options online at georgeswaco.com or come see for yourself. Serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner Monday through Saturday at both of our locations. George's number one at 1925 State Avenue and George's number two at 1201 Hewitt Drive. Sick'em Bears. When it comes to choosing a mortgage lender, exactly who you work with has never mattered more than it does in today's economic climate. The Wood Group of Fairway Mortgage has been and continues to be Waco's most trusted mortgage lender. Ask any expert and they'll tell you now is the best time to purchase a new home. 
Inventory's up, competition is down, and rates are still historically low. I'm Chris Allman with the Wood Group of Fairway Mortgage. Call or text today at 254-717-6111. Let's talk financing and how we can help you afford the home you've always wanted. NMLS license number 1808404. Want the latest in Baylor Nike gear for the new season? Check it out at the Baylor Bookstore on campus or online at baylorshop.com. Every team knows that the two-point play can be a winning move. That's why State Farm agent Bart Romig and his team are here to help you go for two by combining your home and auto insurance. It's a great call that saves you time and money. So go for the win and score savings by combining your home and auto. It's just another way we're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Bart Romig at 772-5025 today. Now, here's today's Spectrum Big 12 football preview. Here's the voice of the Bears, J-Mo. And welcome back. Today, we do wrap up our series of Big 12 football previews. I want you to hear from new commissioner Brett Yormark, visiting with him at the Big 12 Media Days earlier this summer. He has a strong affinity for Baylor already in that Baylor president, Linda Livingstone, was on the search committee, and he leans heavily on Baylor athletic director, Mac Rhodes. Mac is terrific. <laughs> really, I, I love his energy, his engagement, very knowledgeable. Uh, you know, when, when I think about the ADs in general, and, and, and maybe, again, maybe I, I bring a different philosophy, it kind of gets back to this whole commissioner thing. You know, I look at them as my colleagues. Mm. Like, we're in this thing together. You know, maybe I'm the quarterback, mm-hmm. but we're all in it together. We're on the same team. We share the same vision and mission you know, I, I've never got caught up in my career of who, who's the president, who's the CEO. Uh, we're all in it together. We're all teammates. And obviously, when you're on a team, you've got to have a quarterback. But that being said, we're, we're all in it together. And, and I have felt that with our ADs. I mean, they have been fantastic to me. And I'm keeping them informed. Of, of, you know, we're doing weekly Zooms, which is great. Um, in fact, we have another one tomorrow. And, and I'm doing the same thing with the presidents. But Mac in particular has been great. Uh, very supportive of me, very welcoming, but all the ADs have. That's new Big 12 Conference Commissioner Brett Yormark scheduled to visit the Baylor campus next Thursday. And that's today's Spectrum Big 12 football preview. Have a great weekend. I'm John Morris. Mike Terry Auto Group is proud to serve Central Texas with the best deals on new and used cars, auto service, and community involvement. With over seven brands of vehicles, you're sure to find your new ride from Mike Terry Auto Group. Check out their Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram dealership in Hillsborough and the Chevy Buick GMC dealership in Mahia. At any Mike Terry dealership, they will pay over the price of Kelly Blue Book for your trade-in and accept all creditors. Check out their website at mterryautogroup.com to see the value of your trade-in and browse their inventory. Head over to Mike Terry Auto Dealership today and find someone you can trust. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Time to talk high school football with Greg Tepper from Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. All right, a couple of minutes after 8 o'clock, hour two of the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas, and we do welcome in from Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, Greg Tepper. Greg, good morning. How are you? Oh, I'm excellent. It's uh, it's the most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> Today is the last Friday without a Texas high school football game until December 23rd. 
So um, we've, we're, we're into it. We're right there on the, on the lip of the cup. Next week, there are 717 Texas high school football games that are going to be scattered across the state. And so, uh, yeah, I don't want to wish away time, but like, <laughs> let's go. Like, come on, hurry up. I'm, I'm in. So, so you're like us. We're a little anxious right now. We're, we're like, okay, come on, seven days, just seven days, and let's roll. This is the wor- this is the worst part of the offseason. Like right here, this is it because like it's it like, and with all due respect to scrimmages and and, and things like that, um, that's not what I'm looking for. That's not going to scratch my itch. Like I, I I need actual high school football, and what I need is a lot of it. Like I just need a fire hose to the face. Of, uh, of of high school football and and the problem is that like the off season is so long now now this off season because it's a realignment year it gave us a little extra thing to chew on right it gave us like you know big day in February and then like you get a couple of weeks of being able to kind of uh, gnaw on that a little bit but, but but then you know you're you're just kind of dredging through the the off season trudging through trying to trying to find your way through we were talking about this yesterday as we were booking our uh, figuring out what we were going to talk about on um, our, our daily live show on texasfootball.com is that really like next week it's like content bonanza we got everything we can talk about whatever we got plenty of stuff to talk about but now we have exhausted all of our reserves for the off season like we've got we've talked about everything like we just need new football and 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 so I just needed to go, but this is an important weekend for a lot of other people, specifically like my wife and coaches, wives and things like that. Cause this is the last time that they'll get to see us for like, you know, 18 weeks. So, um, a lot of, a lot of other things that need to be taken care of, uh, you know, off the field, but I am, I'm certainly itching for football right now. Greg, the best hidden gym for somebody to go watch a Friday night football game, best little stadium, best community, where is it at in Texas? You know, it's that, boy. That's a tough question because what you're trying to do is get me in trouble with like 700 <laughs> other places. Um, it's it, it's hard to say. Uh, Give I me know, a handful of them. I know I really enjoyed a couple of years ago. Bally Sports Southwest did a game in Mason, uh, which is the the Puncher Dome. It's it's uh, an old stadium, it's old horse racing grandstands that they've turned into like just this beautiful high school football stadium on the Mason County uh, fairgrounds. That one was really fantastic. If you're up kind of in, in the north, kind of called just North Texas, Iowa Park has an incredible facility that that routinely hosts big time playoff games. But I know that they have a, they have a fantastic uh, you know a group uh, stadium there. Uh, down, if you want to go to kind of uh, if you want to make your way down to San Saba, if you go to San Saba, kind of in that that big country kind of kind of middle of nowhere type type area, they play on what they call the graveyard uh, because uh, that is a um, it, it was built on top of an old graveyard, uh, and so you know a little uh, I, I don't know if that's necessarily you know what people are looking for, but as far as a, a great stadium is concerned. <laughs> That's that that's really really fun. Uh, you know, look, the, the great thing about it is that you can't really go wrong. There's there's great communities, great stadiums, and, and things like that all over the place. Uh, but but I would say those are a handful of of some that I think are, are really good. The other thing I would always encourage people to do is if you are a fan of a big school, if you're a fan of, of a big school, maybe you you are a, a Midway fan or you're a Temple fan or you're you know a, even a La Vega fan, right at a four A level. 
dip down into the smaller school ranks, dip down into go to a two a game, go to a six man game, things like that. And, and it will astonish you the amount of intensity and the amount of pageantry and the amount of fun that you can find at these small school games. I think sometimes Texas high school football coverage uh, can, can center on, on the big schools it can, uh, a lot. You know, we talk about the Allens and the Galena Park North Shores and, and the Katie's and these, these giant schools and, oh, they built this $60 million mega stadium. I can't believe it, things like that. Sometimes the, the best experiences on a Friday night uh, are to just go out and, and find some game that you don't have a rooting interest in and just go and kind of parachute in. Like, that, that's the best kind of... Of, of, of experience because especially if you're going to a small school, uh, you know, a small school, uh, you're going to get that kind of pageantry because it really is the only game in town. So that is a way for me to cover all of my bases <laughs> and to avoid my, my mentions just absolutely destroying me for, for 48 hours. So you're saying maybe go watch Abbott or maybe go watch Mart or maybe oh. go watch Bosqueville or maybe go check out Crawford down in the park. Uh, also, yeah. Uh, yeah. Look, and, and, and here's the thing. That's the great thing about, especially in that part, the part of the world that, that you guys are in. You do not have to sacrifice quality of football for, like, for size. Like, if you're saying, like, there's some places, there's some parts of the world where the small school football just is not as good as the big school football, right? Uh, if you go to, like, um, I'm trying to think, like, in the Houston area. In the Houston area, it's a best of big school dominated part of the state. The bigger schools are the best part, are the best teams. Uh, the smaller schools tend to kind of fall by the wayside a little bit more. In your part of the world, kind of in the central Texas, it's kind of the opposite. Uh, that's not to say that Temple and Midway and these big schools aren't, aren't doing their part. In them. I certainly got high hopes for both those squads. Um, but, like, if you go to Mart, you're talking about one of the most decorated programs in Texas high school football history and a, a team that we routine – I think we have them number three in 2A Division two to start the year. You talk about Avid. Uh, Coach Terry Crawford, I think, is one of the very best six-man coaches going out there. His squad is always going to be in the mix. I think we have them ranked second in the state right th- th- this year to start the year. So, so that's the great thing is that in that part of the world in particular – if you are a big school fan and you spend a lot of your time paying attention to the 6A and 5A, if you decide to take a field trip down to the small schools, then you will get real quality small school football. I mean, big time football. Like you, you will see some of the best small school football in, in the state just by, just by taking a left instead of a right on a county road. That's the, that's the great thing about living in that part of the state. So I think that you're exactly right. The Boskevilles, the Crawfords, like these smaller schools there, there's such a depth of talent in that central Texas area, especially at the small school level, that you're doing yourself a disservice if you're, if you're not uh, paying attention to it. Greg, there's so many schools that, you know, have the opportunity to, with the realignments or whatever, and, and some of them are in the same district they've been in before, but they get the luxury of having those non-district games in a schedule. There's some schools out there Friday night that they're playing for real starting on Friday night. How many of those games or districts are there out there right now? So the UIL, that was, that's a great question because the UIL really tried. One of the, one of the, um, one of the complaints that they heard uh, from, from the most recent realignment was that there were too many, you know, too many districts that were like 11-team districts and 10-team districts and things like that. So the UIL actually this year was able to avoid, uh, I believe, 
I want to make sure I'm not speaking on a turn. I'm going to kind of flip through my own my own notes here for a second. But uh, I believe they were able to duck the the, the dreaded 11 team district. They were. They, but it, in past years, there were a couple in the San Antonio area that they just kind of crammed everybody together, or in the Rio Grande Valley area they crammed everybody together. Uh, this year, they were able to avoid this realignment. They were able to avoid that 11 team district, which which is good. Uh, now that said, there's also different challenges for teams with real with alignments because there are some 10 team districts out there and there's some nine team districts out there. And so if you're, uh, I'll think about this from a functional perspective. Let's say you're in a nine team district, which is not rare. There's there's a, a good number of nine team districts out there. That's that's it's big, but it's not it's not unique in, in, in any sense. Um, you're talking about you get two non district games. And so the, the, the interesting thing about that scenario is how do you plan those out? Um, do you schedule two teams that you feel like are going to challenge you? Well, maybe you do, but then you've only got two weeks before you've got to lick your wounds and get ready for a game that's actually going to determine how your fate you know, this season. Uh, do you schedule two patsies, two teams that you know you're going to overwhelm? Well, you know, that's, that, that's, that's a challenge, but you, know, you, you get to start 2-0. That's nice, but are you actually going to get any better by beating some team 63 to nothing? Uh, or do you do some sort of mix? And if you do do some sort of mix, do you, do you, which do you put first, which do you put second? When's your bye week, which is, by the way, often determined by the district and not by you. Like, those are the types of things that when these scheduling, when these scheduling negotiations are coming out and when kind of that cattle call happened uh, on realignment day back in February, that's what coaches were having to deal with. They're trying to figure out, all right, we're now thrust into, we know, you know, but yes, we know who's in our district, but we also know how many teams are in our district and how many non-district games we have to fill. And furthermore, you know, on the opposite end of that, you've got some districts out there, um, you know, in the, in the last realignment, the 2020 to 2021 realignment, there were a couple of four-team districts, a couple of districts where uh, these teams, you know, especially that's really common at the six-man level, but even at the 4A level, you were seeing teams uh, or districts with only four teams in them. Uh, and once, I, I believe the UIL once again was able to avoid the four-team district uh, as a whole. I'm kind of looking over my notes real quick and making sure that's the case. But, but yeah, they were able to avoid – there's one four-team district. It's District 16, 4A Division Two down the Rio Grande Valley. But if you're – let's just say you're a five-team district, which again is not rare. There's a good number of five-team districts there at the, at the 11-man ranks. That means you got to go out and find six non-district games. And I hate to tell you this, but there's not a lot of teams looking for a non-district game in week six. Not a lot of teams looking for a non-district game in week seven. And especially if you're a good team, there's not a lot of teams looking to take a loss in a non-district game in, in week seven, week six. So uh, those are the types of things that – I think coaches or I think maybe fans don't necessarily realize are the challenges of putting together a Texas high school football schedule is that you are dealing with a variety of different factors uh, in trying to prepare your teams for the games that actually count, because you're right this week, you know, next week, they're going to, people are going to be playing non-district games and, you know, you know, we're, we're all going to just be excited about Texas high school football for, for a lot of teams. That's the one week warm up before they got to strap it up and they're playing for their playoff lives next week. So it's, it's a, it's a unique set of circumstances kind of regard. Like if you look across the landscape of Texas high school football, different teams are in different situations. It's interesting. You bring that up because we have teams here in central Texas that are in both of those situations. The, uh, mm-hmm. the district, uh, the four, a district with Robinson and in Gatesville. And so that's a five team district. Look, mm-hmm. uh, you've got to go find that extra 
uh, non-district game. And then, you know, the district with, with Waco and, and Granbury and all of those guys, that mm-hmm. 5A district, that's one of those That's one of those districts where you only have the two non-district games. So it's interesting that you bring that up because we cover both ends of the spectrum here. Yeah, and, and you think about that, that situation with, like, Robinson, right? Robinson, that's, that's a really good example there. Uh, you know, District 11 or District 11 4A Division 2. Uh, you, know, you know, with Salado, Waco, Conley, Madison, Bill Gatesville, and Robinson. So ro- that means that Robinson, um, if they, like, let's, that means that their first district game is going to be in week eight, okay? Likely they'll take a bye. I'm not looking at their schedule right now, but they'll probably take a bye around week seven, right, the week before getting into district play. That means you're looking for a non-district game in week six, and there's just not going to be that many takers, and there's not going to be that many teams just because there's not teams that need a game. And there's not going to be teams that maybe match up with you in that way. So it's a big challenge there. And we're seeing that even still, you know, there was one and we see it in week one too. I mean, one thing that I think is interesting, especially with powerhouses and teams that, that figure to be really, really good. They have trouble finding takers. Well, this has been a constant problem for Waco La Vega. Uh, you know, Don Hyde has consistently struggled to, to schedule non-district simply because like and and he's a guy who he'll take on the Dallas Cowboys tomorrow if you want, but like there's just nobody who wants to step up to the plate. That's why their non-district schedule always ends up being so brutal because what happens is they're standing around looking and saying, "Does anybody want to fight?" And then like I don't know, like Argyle, Argyle's like looking around, nobody wants to fight with Argyle, so they just kind of eye each other across the room, and be like, "I guess we'll fight." Um, and, and so that's, that's what's so interesting about kind of the schedule making. I know for a fact that, that uh, Gunner, the number one team in 3A Division II, they did have a very odd non-season uh, opener with uh, South Texas's Bishop. They were going to play uh, at a neutral site, uh, but Bishop got a new coach, and I think their coach looked at the schedule and goes, I don't know if it's the best career move for me to be scheduling the number one team in the state in my, in my debut uh, and so they ended up dropping that game. They've been, they've been, and so then they scrambled. They found some like private school team, kind of this charter school team uh, to play them. Then that charter school team decided to abandon their season. They don't have enough team uh, players. And so Gunner's just like looking around. They're like trying to like, they called teams in Oklahoma. They're just looking for somebody to play next week and they can't find anybody. So um, on, on both ends of the spectrum, whether you're really, really good or you're just trying to get your program back on the right track, uh, scheduling can be a, a bit of a, a bit of a sticky wicket. Well, I was just looking. Uh, you mentioned teams, you know, fighting to to find quality uh, non district games or find people that that will play them. I was just looking at Ray Biles and the Lorena Leopards. They're going to open with China Spring. They're going to play West. They're going to play La Vega. They're going to play Trinity Leadership. So yeah. Uh, no. Finding games in, 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 in scheduling your non-district can sometimes be a challenge. Well, and, and, and the Lorena example is, is, is a good one because, um, you know, obviously the defending 3A Division One state champs, um, they, they have, uh, they're pretty darn good. I don't think I'm going on a limb by saying that they're pretty good. Uh, but this is a team you remember last year they took two losses. They were a two-loss state championship team, uh, and those two losses, I believe, were to two eventual state champions. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, so uh, so this is, a, this is a common occurrence for Ray Biles. Um, he, he, he sets himself up 
to like enter the playoffs with like two or three losses because you know he wants to he wants his team to be challenged. He wants to go out there and say, yeah, we're going to play China Spring, a state champion at a bigger classification, a four A Division one team now, right? We're going to go and we're going to play you know Cedar Hill Training Training Leadership, which is a, a charter school team that that has a ton of athletes. We're going to play West, like that's a top ten team. We're going to play La Vega, that's a top ten four A team. We're going to do it, and then by the way, he gets in the district, and all he's going to do is play one of the toughest districts in the state, including the defending three A Division two state champions. So, that, but those are there are those coaches too who will will tell you that they treat those non district games as free games. And so why not just get our teeth kicked in? Like why not? Like the only way that you're going to find your your flaws. Is to, um, is, is to is to kind of let make somebody or allow somebody to expo- expose them. And so uh, another example of that is the defending 5A Division II state champion, South Oak Cliff. Uh, Jason Todd, but kind of it's six of one half dozen of the other. One, nobody really wants to play them, especially in, in Dallas ISD. Uh, but also he's a guy who, who, who is of the belief that we got to take some lumps. And so they're playing Duncanville, Lancaster, DeSoto, and the, uh, <laughs> and the number one team in the private school ranks, Parish Episcopal. All four wow. of them in non-district. There is a chance that South Oak Cliff is like the best team in 5A Division II by a considerable margin, and they start 0-4. Like, that's a possibility. And But but at the same time, I know Jason Todd is just like, yeah, that, that those are free games. Like, those don't those don't those are not going to impact our ability to win a state championship, so why not go out there and, and get beat up a little bit? You know, because those are the types of games you're going to have to win to win a state championship. So, so yeah, th- there are some non-district slugfests out there part of them are just kind of because nobody nobody else wants to fight and part of them is just by design you're trying to you know you're trying to pick a fight with the biggest guy in the room hey, t- hey greg uh tell us what we got going on on uh on uh, texasfootball.com right now yeah you know we are gearing up for for football season uh you know a week away but believe it or not there's actually college football next week too uh you know next next saturday night uh utep plays north texas uh, in a conference game in in on, on week zero so we're gearing up for all of that uh, we've got all of our podcasts going Republic of Football, Texas Football Today, uh, Women Talking Football, and our Tep and Step Nerdcast. We've got all of those going. Um, and, and yeah, just, just good stuff. And then next week we've, we roll out. Matt Step has already filed his, um, his, his week one preview. It's like 4,000 words because he's a, a robot sent from the future to kill us. <laughs> and so we are, um, we're really excited about it. We've been gearing up. It's, it's, and now finally – uh, we we we're gonna have actual football to talk about, and that's gonna that's gonna make uh, things a lot more fun around TexasFootball.com. Just out of curiosity, are are you and Craig sitting on the uh, on the set? You know, just waiting for next Friday night so you can do the show. We so we we shot on Monday. We shot the the preview show, the Valley Sports Southwest High School preview show, which I'm supposed to tell you to watch. Valley Sports Southwest on and like next week is Texas Football Days. So we're we're doing uh, Manville and, and Shadow Creek on Friday Live. But we were shooting the preview show, and we were just kind of sitting there, and just like, well, like in a break, we were both just kind of like tapping our toes, and we're like, ah, come on, like let's go, like you know, we like we we we've seen each other, like it, we we were able to just get together with one another, and we just kind of just started like shouting high school football things at each other. It's just kind of the relationship that we have. It's just like you know, we're just like we see each other, and we're just like, uh, can, you, can you believe what happened to Benjamin? Like things like that. So. Uh, yeah, we're we're pretty excited. We're pretty amped up about uh, about football starting next week. Greg, thanks. Appreciate it. As right, always, look forward to seeing you soon. Appreciate your time. All right, later, guys.
Greg Tepper, Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. Ward, I'd say he's kind of wound up and ready to roll. Well, yeah. I mean, you know. It's this go is, time. This is Christmas for him. Yep. And uh, all of us. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, Greg's a different animal. Yeah. Uh, 822. Uh, coming up, we're going to learn about a new sport. and It's called, I'm not sure what it's called. What's it called? Just tell us what it's called. It's an eating contest. Okay. Thank you very much. There you go. 822. This is Game Time on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on Game Time. The uh, sports editor of the Waco Tribune, Harold Bryce Cherry. You know, when when I got to Waco 98, uh, you know, it, Dave, he was done, he was retired from the trip, but he would still come around. I always said, you know, when he came into the newsroom, it was like Moses coming down from the mountain, you know? I mean, <laughs> and so he carried that much reverence, and yet he was just as approachable as your next door neighbor. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. It's exercise, it's fun, and it's free. This fall, join Let's Walk Waco and create your own walking group with friends and family. Register today for prizes along the way. Registration and instructions can be found on the Let's Walk Waco website. Stop by now today, walkwaco.com. What are you waiting for? Register today at walkwaco.com and get the fun started. As fuel cost has risen, make sure your vehicle is summer ready. To get the best fuel mileage, take the proper steps needed in maintaining your vehicle properly with Kish's Complete Car Care Center's maintenance. There are many aspects of maintaining the fuel economy of your car. With rising fuel costs, we can make sure you get the best fuel mileage possible. Take the proper steps in maintaining your vehicle today at Kish's Complete Car Care Center. 5300 Franklin Avenue. This is Scott Davis, owner of Universal Windows. With inflation driving material costs through the roof and interest rates rising, don't put off replacing those old and efficient windows. Take advantage of our 0% interest for up to six years. Save the equity in your home. Save your cash. Call today, 254-301-7760, and you too will be saved. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. It's time for Stephanie from sales to talk sports brought to you by advanced leveling and foundation myatt fuels and asco equipment in belton all right 825 game time here on espn central texas what's the sport this morning stephanie from sales well it's actually an eating contest again and it is the World Championship Slopper Eating Contest. Excuse me? Slopper. They uh, call it Slopper. Oh, I thought you said Flopper. And I'm like, what is that? <laughs> slopper. Well, Slopper's real clear. It's an open-faced <laughs> cheeseburger smothered with pork Puebla green chilies. It takes place in Pueblo, Colorado. And this chili, according to the Scoville Heat Measure Unit, is almost as hot as a habanero. You have to eat as many as you can in five minutes. No, thanks. <laughs> no, thanks. 
Ward. You know what the world record is? Happened last year. What is it? 37 and a half. half. In five minutes? Yeah. Yep. And oh, my God. Nine-ounce sloppers. So how big is nine ounces? It's uh, somewhere between eight and ten, I think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Duh, I knew that. But, yeah, eat as many as you can. So the championship's coming up Saturday, August 27th. First place gets $2,000. Second place, 1000 Third place, 600 Fourth place, 250 Fifth place, 100 And sixth place is $50. And they're saying, experts say, don't try this at home. Well, so yeah. it's got to be really hot. You better have three gallons of ice cream available. Or milk, right? Don't you yeah. drink? Aren't you supposed to drink milk when something's hot? Uh, yes. Yeah. I don't know, but it's 15 to 30 times spicier than a jalapeno close to a habanero. I don't even know what the hottest pepper is in the world. It's habanero so- is supposed to be real hot, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I can't eat that stuff. I'd be puking. Well, that's nice heartburn. No. That's yeah. That's nice yeah. to know. I, I no. think you should try it. Nope, nope. And it's not a thing because that's not a. Sport. <laughs> it is a thing. Nope. That's the hottest pepper in the world is the Carolina Reaper. Where do you find that at? When, Google on the internet, and if it's on the internet, it's true. It's it, true. It's, it's a thing. Two point two million Scoville units. That would kill somebody. Pretty much. I would think. And who eats that? People in uh, Carolina. The Guinness, <laughs> Guinness World Record is the hottest pepper. So there you go. Well, there you go. So that You is... learn something every day. I didn't even know I, there was I a pepper called the Carolina have, Reaper. You two ought to go get one and have them for lunch. Yeah. No. You betcha. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm all over that. <clears throat> I'm ready for some football. There you go. All right, Steph, did you sell anything yesterday? I did. Okay, good. Uh, all right, sell something today. <laughs> oh 827. Happy Friday. <laughs> 827. This is game time. We talked to Kyle Yeomans. He'll be working the Cowboys in the Chargers game tomorrow night. We'll talk to him next right here on ESPN Central Texas. The weather this hour is brought to you by Alliance Bank. At Alliance Bank, you'll find superior service and products to meet your financial needs. Uh, hang on. Sunny and hot with a chance of rain. You think? I'm guessing, yeah. I don't know what's going on here. Hang on. I'll tell you in 10 seconds. Here we go. Got it? Yeah, I got it. All right. Stephanie threw me off with the peppers. All right, 30% chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly before 4 o'clock today. Mostly cloudy throughout today today. Highs near 91 I say highs near 91 I'm dancing. Light and variable winds, southeast 5 to 10 miles per hour. 10% chance of showers early this evening, otherwise mostly cloudy. Lows down around 76. That south wind will continue around 5 miles per hour. Currently, 76 degrees. What a year for Baylor Athletics. Happy New Year from New Orleans as the Bears are the 2022 All-State Sugar Bowl champions. To cap a record-breaking season for Baylor football, Baylor wins 12 games in a season for the first time in school history. They finish as champions of the All-State Sugar Bowl 21-7 over the Ole Miss Rebels tonight. From the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. 
Don't miss the Lone Star Gun Show Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center. You'll find great items at terrific prices on new and used guns, knives, swords, hunting gear, books, coins, medals, and ammo. Best of all, you'll enjoy browsing with the benefit of paying discount prices. Hours are 9 to 5 Saturday, 10 to 4 Sunday. Bring in your old gun and trade up for the gun you've always wanted. Lone Star Gun Show Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center in Belton. When you do whatever it takes to get the job done, they say you're on it. At ASCO Equipment, they work hard to get the job done and get it done right. They partnered with Doosan Forklifts because they get the job done too. Doosan builds cushion, electric, and pneumatic forklifts you buy and rent at ASCO Equipment. And they service and support it. Quality forklifts that get the job done. ASCO Equipment, they're on it. Whatever it is. Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. I brought my own sound effects. That's the door slamming every time I ask a woman out. (laughs) They don't shut the door in your face, though, when you want to give them a free estimate for foundation repair. No, they don't. They normally say something else. Well, they say, hi, Jimmy, come give me a free foundation inspection. And you get start by giving us a call at 254-235-4922. You tried, but that was dumb. Keep going. Jimmy.com. Yeah, that's me, fixitjimmy.com. Matter of fact, if I come to your door, slam it in my face, make me feel like I'm hanging out with Jana. (laughs) What's up, guys? This is Tori Harley Davidson of Waco. With gas prices booming, you deserve to get your knees in the breeze and save some cash. With record-breaking numbers the past few months and June right on track to make waves, we need your help to keep up this momentum. Whether it's purchasing your very first Harley Davidson motorcycle or getting rid of your third old bike in the garage, we would love to have your business. Be cautious of the heat outside, but take advantage of the heat inside with these smoking hot deals, y'all. Trade it in, take it home, or turn it over. This is only the beginning at Harley Davidson of Waco, or you'll never ride alone. This is Greg Hill, General Manager of Mission Golf Cars, the nation's number one easy-go golf car dealer. We are proud to announce the opening of our newest store in Waco, Texas, offering the full line of easy-go and Cushman vehicles for the golf course, the neighborhood, the beach, the farm, and industry. Mission Golf Cars has the knowledge and experience to handle all of your golf car needs from sales and service to leasing and rentals. But our true expertise is in our commitment to our customers' experience. Mission Golf Cars, now open at Bagby and Highway 6. Stop in today for a test drive or check us out at missiongolfcars.com. Some things never change, like the commitment to service and protection the Nitchi Group Insurance Agency has offered since 1949. Whether you're needing a new business policy to get your operations up and running, adding cyber liability for a remote workforce, or if you're needing to pause your current coverage, our team is here for the protection you need when you need it. Whatever your coverage needs, talk to the experts that care. Call the Nitchi Group to discuss your personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs at 1-800-258-8302. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Mark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. The Big Ten Conference has secured a media rights deal worth a reported $1.2 billion that involves CBS, Fox, and NBC. The College Football Playoff Board of Managers have discussed the possibility of operating outside the scope of the NCAA in favor of a format guided by the College Football Playoff. The NFL and its Players Association have agreed on a settlement concerning punishment for Deshaun Watson. The Browns quarterback has been suspended for 11 games and fined $5 million. The Rangers have won the season series against Oakland with a 10-3 victory. Texas now heads to Minnesota for four games against the Twins. You can hear tonight's game on ESPN Central Texas. The Astros blasted the White Sox 21-5. Houston starts a three-game series in Atlanta tonight. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. 
Game time is brought to you in part by Big Boys Record Service and Robinson and Good Feet in the Central Texas Marketplace. It is 8.33 Central Time and 6.33 Pacific Time. Welcome into the program. This is Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. And if you missed anything this morning, you can check it out on our podcast, SyntexSportsFan.com. That's SyntexSportsFan.com. And we welcome into the program from the Cowboy Broadcast Team, Kyle Yeomans. Kyle, good morning. How are you? I am fantastic. I love how you just had to poke it a little bit there. Just oh, a little. It's six thirty Pacific time. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah, just getting in. Sun. What's he talking about? <laughs> yeah, you're just you're just wrapping up the day. <laughs> so, Kyle, yeah. I was I was just glancing at the uh, the Cowboy game notes for Game Two. It's against the Chargers, and uh, I noticed that the uh, the that Babe Loffenberg's going to be back on radio and. One Kyle Yeomans is going to be on the play-by-play of the television uh, broadcast. Uh, first of all, congratulations, buddy. That's uh, that's exciting news. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I'm really excited about it. And and the the cool part about it is, I mean, everybody knows this that that's a Cowboys fan down there in Waco. But uh, I mean, it'll be on on Fox 44. I mean, big affiliate for for the Cowboys down there in Central Texas and. Um, I mean, my goodness. I mean, it's it's always been a dream of mine. I, I remember a couple of years ago working in, in ESPN Central Texas in the studios that you guys are sitting in right now and, and working the radio broadcast uh, while watching the preseason game and, and watching the game on the, the little television screens that were on the wall in there. They're still uh, there, so by the it, way. Yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> sure it's it, it probably looks a little bit different, but but for the most part, it's probably the same. But just being, I was probably in the same chair that Ryan's sitting in right now, and and that was what 2018, uh, and and now I'm getting an opportunity to call a game. So it, it's it's surreal, uh, but I don't take a day for granted, and and I wouldn't be there without you guys. At the same time, I, I said that to Ward the other day, and he said a word back to me that that can't <laughs> be repeated on air. Uh, so, uh, but it, it really, I, I do see it that way, and it's it's been a, such a blessing since coming up from Waco and, and, and everybody down there as well. Not to bring the room down, but talk to get to football. Dak Prescott and <laughs> in, in this in this Cowboys offense, does it feel like that the Cowboys with this wide receiver room that they have going now and the injuries that that keep occurring and that have occurred before the season even got started into training camp mm-hmm. and not going out and doing anything about that does it feel like because it does to me that the Cowboys are sitting Dak Prescott up for a little bit of a failure I don't think it's intentional no uh I I really don't because they maybe not intentional but it sure looks like he's got an uphill battle sitting in front of him that there you go yeah I think that's the better way to to say it because there is an uphill battle and I mean no doubt about it when you don't have right now in practice, I mean, at least yesterday, you didn't have your top four wide receivers. You didn't have C.E. Lamb, Michael Gallup, James Washington, and Noah Brown. I mean, that's the fact of the matter. You did not have those guys on the field yesterday. Whether or not they'll be back for week one is different. I mean, I, uh, C.D. Lamb will be back for week one. I'm not worried about his injury moving forward. Uh, Noah Brown, uh, I'm sure he'll probably be ready to go by, by week one as well. It's only Michael Gallup and James Washington. 
that you're looking to replace. Uh, I think it, it's given an opportunity, at least at this point in camp, and we're still we're still three weeks away, or even over three weeks away uh, from the the opportunity to actually play a regular season game. I mean, there's still a long time until the Cowboys do take on the Buccaneers. There's a lot of time for growth out of this young wide receiver core. So it, it, believe it or not, I'm, I'm less worried about the wide receiver core than I think most are, uh, because I, I have seen guys step up like a Simi Fehoko, like a Dennis Houston, Jalen Tolbert, I think is going to surprise some people, at, uh, especially when the season comes around, they really like the, what he can bring to the table and they're going to afford force feed him the ball a little bit this preseason to get him ready to go. Uh, I'm less worried about the wide receiver group, but I'm, I'm still a little concerned about the offensive line. If we're being honest, Uh, I I really, I think Dak Prescott having more time to throw is more concerning to me than who he's throwing the football to. I think he's going to elevate whoever is catching it. It's just how long is he going to be able to work behind the line of scrimmage? Kyle, Stephen Jones said that Dak Prescott is having his best camp ever, uh, and, and I'm curious by that because just what we just talked about, all of the all of the moving parts at receiver, uh, O-line question marks, What what is this based on? Uh, and you've been there for every day in camp. Is, is he having his best camp ever? I think it could be argued that he is. And uh, there are some times that, that Steven will throw out these, these hyperboles and he'll throw out these exaggerations every once in a while where uh, there's, it's, it's almost a, it's just an opportunity for him to pump up his team. This one, I actually do kind of believe him a little bit. And just based off of what that we've seen one, it's the first off season since really 2018 without distraction for Dak. I, I mean, since 2018, there's been either contract talks, there's been a pandemic, there's been injuries. I mean, there's been all these outside storylines that, that Dak has had to navigate through. Uh, well, that's not the case this year. It's it's back to football. And I asked him that question uh, a couple weeks ago while we were out in Oxstar, and he said, you know what it is? It, it, it's, it's a blessing, and you, you don't really – you, I don't talk about it a whole lot, but it's an opportunity for me to, to really just buckle down and, and get back to the game and, and, and play it like I, I did whenever I, it was 2016, 2017, and 2018. Uh, and, and that's kind of where I've seen Dak Prescott this summer. I've seen him take a, a leadership role that, of course, he's, he's had since he's been the quarterback of the Cowboys, but it's even an elevated one where he's, uh, he says, okay, I'm an established veteran in this league. I know where where we need to go, how we can get there, and I know how to elevate the guys around me. That's why it's been his best camp. It's not because he's been throwing 45 yards down the field on the dime. I mean, he could do that as well, but it's because of what he's done behind the scenes and the coaching that he's done in the in the quarterback room and in the wide receiver room and in meetings and and, and helping the offensive coordinator who's still trying to to learn in his role moving forward. So there's a lot of things I, I think Dak Prescott that has done well that, that people don't necessarily see throughout camp that would allow him to say he might have had, had or has had his best camp, I think, of his NFL career. Kyle, am I the only one that looks in that quarterback room and says that there is no help for Dak Prescott? If he has to miss a game or two, the Cowboys are in deep, deep trouble because – 
Cooper Rush just can't get it done, and there's nothing behind him. Danucci's not going to get it done either. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of concern there. Uh, and I would be a little less concerned if I knew that the floor of, of Cooper Rush uh, was as, um, I guess, wasn't as high as it is. Because he's got a high floor, but he's got a low ceiling. I mean, you're gonna, you, you pretty much know what you're going to get out of Cooper Rush behind the starting offensive line. That was the other thing about Denver is, is kind of like what I was talking about with Dak Prescott having time to throw. Cooper Rush had half that. I mean, he really did not have a whole lot of time to throw the football around. Uh, ben DiNucci had a little bit more success because he, he's more mobile. He can run around a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, I think I think this backup quarterback job is going to come down to Danucci or Will Greer. And, and honestly, Will Greer's been the better of the three quarterbacks uh, throughout training camp. He's he's gotten the majority uh, of the opportunity while healthy uh, to be the backup quarterback. And, and I really do think he he could win that job over these next two weeks. But that's the big thing is he's got to be available. And uh, yesterday he he worked his way back into practice, uh, or last two days he's worked his way back into practice, but it's been in limited fashion. I mean, he's been able to run with the the individual drills, but when it came to team drills, it's been Cooper Rush that has handled the quarterbacking duties. So I'm I'm interested to see how much he goes tomorrow in the game and if he's really going to have an opportunity to win that quarterback job. But yeah, I mean, I think it's a concern, but I really do think that the floor is high for uh, for Cooper Rush and that if you needed somebody in a pinch, he showed you last year he, that you can win a game. He's just got to do it again. Kyle, should we be concerned about the 250,000 penalties that were committed on Saturday night? I, I, look, <laughs> Mike McCarthy downplayed it later, but when he talked to you at halftime – he was none too happy. He was that he was visibly upset. So which one is it? Yeah, I I mean, it was probably it's probably a little bit of both. If if we're being honest, because in the moment, I, I mean, I asked that question after nine penalties, sixty five yards in the first half. Mm-hmm. Right after they they were cost three points because of a penalty. I mean, uh, Brandon Manis missed his field goal attempt. It would have been 14 to nothing going into the break. Uh, but Kelvin Joseph was off sides. And instead of eight for 60, it was nine for 65. And they tacked on three points at the end of the second quarter after giving up 17 points in the second quarter alone. So I think he was not in the right headspace. I think at the moment, whenever he came over and, and I asked that question to, to really uh, put it into perspective that it's a, it's a preseason game. But I think it is a talking point, Tom, because if if this team was 15th, 16th, 17th in the NFL last year in penalties, and then they commit 17 penalties for 129 yards like they did on, on Saturday, it wouldn't be a talking point whatsoever because it's a preseason game. It's supposed to be ugly. It's supposed to be unorganized. And there's no opportunity for you to, to really look at it that way and say, oh, man, the, here we go again. But that's just the case is they were the most penalized team in the league last year. And then you turn around and they're the most penalized team in NFL preseason week one. So that's two opportunities there where the Cowboys nation, the fan base can say, wow, okay. So penalties were an emphasis throughout the off season. Why are we still committing penalties? Even though it's not the same personnel, it's not the same group that did it a year ago. So 
I think it's a little bit of uh, of both, if if I'm being honest, because there was frustration around the fact that, okay, we, we tried to work on this all offseason long, yet here we are committing so many penalties in such a short amount of time. But then there's the the downplay side of it, saying it's the it's the preseason, it's the first preseason game. As that, uh, there's still time to correct it, and there's still uh, it still doesn't necessarily count whenever it comes in to into the the wins and the losses. But yeah, I, I think everybody's got their antennas up. Everybody's aware that hey, penalties need to be taken away. Because right now that that's still it's a sore spot for Cowboys fans after that loss in the wild card round. Which position group has to show the most improvement tomorrow night? I think it's the offensive line, and I've mentioned them a couple times scattered throughout here. And we're not going to see the 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 Tyron Smiths and the Zach Martins. It's just not going to happen. But it is an opportunity to try and see who's going to win the left guard spot out of Tyler Smith and, and Connor McGovern. Can Tyler Biotis play uh, a, a meaningful role at starting snaps throughout? I thought he had a decent game against uh, against the Broncos, believe it or not. And then Terrence Steele and, and Josh Ball at the tackle spots. I thought Terrence Steele was up and down. I think Josh Ball ha- has pretty much been poor the, the majority of the time. I, I would love to see him kind of turn things around and, and play better and, and go out and outright win that swing tackle spot. So I, I think it's the offensive line, especially early on. They they just did not give any running room, and, and they did not give any time to throw uh, through the first and second quarters. Felt like they found a bit of a rhythm with a, a, the third and fourth string for the, the Broncos up there in the third and the fourth quarters and, and with Ben DiNucci at quarterback. But I want them to find that earlier. I, I want to sustain drives. I want to work down the field, and I want it to be behind the big – brass offensive line they played better in these two joint practices Wednesday and Thursday against the Los Angeles Chargers uh here in Irvine so that's that's encouraging they they came out and they played well can they continue that into the game that's what I'm going to be looking for early on I need them to play better if you're going to really have uh, a good idea of what this team's going to look like heading into that final week of the preseason hey Kyle have fun Saturday night Enjoy it. Uh, this is going to be exciting for all of us to to, uh, to watch, and, and we'll be tuned in, checking out the Cowboys and the Chargers with uh, Kyle Yeomans on the play-by-play. Looking forward to it. Man, I, I am too. And, and, again, thanks everybody down there in Central Texas for, for all the support. It's It's been a whole lot of fun, and, and thanks for having me as always. I'll talk to you next week in, in Central Time. This, how about that? <laughs> We're going to be back in Central Time. I was just about to say, you can roll back over and go back to sleep. It's just six six forty eight <laughs> in the morning. Have a great day, Kyle. Thanks. Yep, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. See you later. That's that's exciting stuff, isn't it, Ward? That's, that's fun. Absolutely, That's it is. neat stuff. They're, Good stuff. That's you know, that's a dream come true for that Absolutely. young man. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, uh, 848, uh, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. John Morris coming up at 3, Matt's at 4, and we're back with you on Monday. And we'll, uh, we'll uh, step aside right here and come back with a final word on the program in just a moment. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2022. Hurts in the gun for the Eagles coming left to right in the green shirt. Only heard here. Snap is back. Little read option. He keeps it up the middle and runs slam into a wall and loses yards. All season. Micah Parsons. Saturday night. 
It's your Cowboys and the L.A. Chargers. Live from SoFi Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Chargers Saturday at 8 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Are you worried about losing your pet in the cracks in your yard? Or does it sound like walking on potato chips when you walk across your lawn? Hi there. This is the Foundation Doctor. This heat and lack of rain is causing the soil beneath your foundation to shrink, leaving you with cracked walls, sticking doors, and a cranky spouse. But do not fear. The Foundation Doctor can help. We've been dealing with these soils for many years, and we know just how to get you back on the level. Foundation repair doesn't have to be scary, and with the doctor, it won't be. We have more repair options than anyone in town, and we'll craft the right solution for you and your home. And if need be, we'll help you fish your chihuahua out of that crack in your yard. So give us a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. Here in Texas, it's not summer without a hot dog, especially when the hot dog is as long as your arm and comes with a carrying case that gives you instant cred as you strut to your ballpark seat, toting that three-pound boomstick, which earns you nods of respect from those who see you and share your desire for a hot dog and escape and joy at a baseball game in what has been a local tradition for 50 summers. Yeah, it's not summer without Texas Rangers baseball. Summer with us at TexasRangers.com. I'm Amy Hunter, president of Jeff Hunter Toyota. With our state-of-the-art service and body shop, there's no need to go anywhere else. Our factory-trained technicians will take great care of you. I guarantee it. Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality, Waco values. When you bought your home, it was a big and emotional investment. The last thing you want to discover is termites or any wood-destroying insect causing damage. At 855-BUGS, we understand the value of a safe home, and we want to protect you and your loved ones from all the pests that live in hidden places. Let us ensure your home is protected with a full inspection, preventative treatment, and a comprehensive ongoing treatment plan to stay ahead of termites and all pests. Visit 855-BUGS.com to learn more about our promise to protect your home and family. Time for the grab bag on game time. Eight fifty-two. It's eight away from nine. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. All right, Ward. We talked about Deshaun Watson. We talked about the Big Ten. We talked about Kyle Yeomans doing the play-by-play. What's the biggest story of the day that we covered today? That football starts next Friday. There you go. And I forgot about that. Yeah, we uh, we we plugged that one in as well with Greg Tepper. High school football next weekend. And are there any Thursday night games around oh, Central yeah, Texas? Yeah, absolutely. There's a bunch. Here? Mm-hmm. There's several around here. Huh, I did not know that. Uh, I thought I thought everybody was Friday. So, the, so there's some Thursday night games. There's some Thursday night games. So we've got games Thursday night, Friday night, and, mm-hmm. and Saturday afternoon. Yeah, if noon. you want to you know, dip around... Uh, the area on Thursday, I think there's some in Colleen. Uh, you can go down to the Austin area. There's quite a few on Thursday night. DFW has several games on Thursday night. So yeah, it all it all kicks off on Thursday. So I didn't know if we had any in the greater Waco area that we could all just kind of jump out and go go watch a game or something on Thursday night before we work a game on Friday. Uh, you know, just to kind of get into the rhythm of of high school football. You have fun with that. Yeah. I, I I don't know. I just you can't go just watch a game. I can, 
I can, but you prefer not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, I get it. <laughs> I'll be somewhere on Friday night. It's just there's so much leading up to what we've got to do. I, oh, I, I won't be able to pay attention Friday night very well. Just like I don't <laughs> think you would on Thursday night. You won't be able to pay attention because you'll be sitting there go, um. Have I got this done? Have I got yep. that done? Have I got this done? Have I got that done? But the ba- the hay better be in the barn by Thursday night. Well, That's all I'm going to tell you. It never is. No, I know. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, what else is going on here as we, uh, as we put the finishing touches on? Oh, let's do this. I forgot. You talked about the other day with, the, with all the changes the Rangers are making uh, that you wanted to see some of the young kids. Mm-hmm. Give a listen. Now delivers 2-2. And Matthias hits a high drive to deep left field. Back goes Kemp on the track at the wall. That ball is history. Mark Matthias has homered in his second Ranger at that. It's 2-0 Texas. That's the second career home run for Mark Matthias. I think that's what you were talking about. You wanted to see who's Mark Mathias. Yeah, you need at bats for these young guys, and why not go ahead and bring them up and see what you have in that farm system, not only for yourself, but to be able to, okay, is it going to be liable or is somebody else going to see this guy to where I can utilize him to go get that pitching staff I need right now? Yeah, and I think, and and again, I know nothing about Mathias, but it sounds like to me, just listening to the clip from Eric Nadell uh, from yesterday's Ranger win, uh, he had to get I that did, in there, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Uh, <laughs> I, at least I didn't. I didn't say what I was going to say, but uh, as they march, no, never. I can't. You can't do even it. do it I, with I, a straight face anymore. <laughs> I can't do it. Uh, but it, it, I, it sounds like this is a guy that they went and acquired. I mean, they said that was his second career home run, his first as a Ranger. So where did he come from? Well, he's been down at Round Rock. Yeah, but his second career home run. So he's he's had a home run for somebody before. Uh, well, the Express. This is first, the second Ranger as a Ranger. He's never been to the show yet. This is his first time in the show. I know. I thought maybe he was in the show with somebody else no, because it's his so. second career home run. I don't think so. Well, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I, I don't I, think, I think they, it's his first trip up, isn't it? Well, for the Rangers, it is. That's what I'm saying. I think that they went and acquired him from somebody, sent him to AAA, and then what a, was his name? Matthias. Uh, anyway, we got again. We're we'll, going to we'll see this a lot by we're, Monday. We're going to see this a lot. We're going to see some new faces, and we're going to, you know, they're going to over the next thirty days, they're going to give guys some opportunities. Uh, that is going to do it for us. Have yourself a great weekend. Go do something fun. And then get ready for football next week. Here we go. Uh, For Ward and for Ryan, I'm Tom. Thanks for listening. We'll see you Monday at 7 right here on ESPN Central Texas.